0: Welcome to the Foot Model Podcast with your host Mimi Footnip and Cute Webbies. We are back from a a long hiatus. We kind of took some time off and we're regrouping. And what do you say, Webbies? I mean, I think we're kind of talking about trying to do this once a month.
1: Yeah, once a month is is the new goal and I, I think we can do it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it feels more sustainable, right? So um, as far as our content moving forward, I don't know, we'll figure that out. But for today's podcast, we are going to talk about what if we could get in a time machine and travel back in time and have a conversation with our past selves when we were foot model newbies, what advice would we give ourselves?
1: That's a great topic. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited too. You know, I part of the reason that this topic sort of has come up is because I've been doing this for over a year now, and I've been reflecting on like how things have changed and what I've learned, and how when I was a brand new, freshly minted foot model, you were mentoring me and helping me and oh. answering like I had so many questions just like really basic questions like what's a custom uh-huh. I was so confused people are like do you do customs I'm like I don't know do I hey what hey, do I do, yeah. I do I do customs what does that mean yeah. um uh, like I really didn't know anything and so uh we started this podcast to kind of just I figured like other people are probably have questions and we can all learn together and figure it out as we go. And now we've gone. Yeah. (laughs) And it's been some time. And it's like, whoa, reflecting back, like we're still doing this. We're still uh we're still in the game. So uh I'm I'm really curious and excited to hear what you have to say. You've been doing this long, much longer than me. Well Um,
1: not by much, maybe a couple months, right? (laughs) I mean I started like February 2020 was when I started.
0: So. Okay. <laughs> I I started my Instagram, my foot account July 2020, but um, I didn't I didn't know that I was doing foot modeling, I'm making air quotes, <laughs> foot modeling. Yeah. I just thought I was posting little short videos of my feet and doing like activities of daily living mm-hmm. and um and then it became a foot model account, I guess. And, <laughs> and oh, has it evolved? <laughs>
1: yeah, really. Yeah, definitely has. I think both of us, you know, <laughs> have evolved. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. And I, I think about things that I said on previous episodes of the foot model podcast, and it's so cringy to me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I was such a newbie or, oh, I had such a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, um, and part of me wants to go and like t- take all those episodes down,
1: <laughs> and, oh, like no. delete
0: them. But then I'm like, okay, I I'm not gonna do that. But I am gonna just make a statement now, saying disregard everything I've ever said, because um, <laughs> it it may all be different now. I don't know. Let's explore that, like yeah. how things how things have changed. So, <laughs> in the spirit of this episode. What would you tell yourself if you could go back and give yourself some advice? Yeah, um,
1: so I was kind of thinking, like when you told me about what we were going to be talking about, it's like there's the the kind of emotional, um, more like managing my own emotions side of things, and then there's also the, um, I guess, technical, more like brass tacks things, Um, like right off the bat, like a technical thing, I would have... Gone back to the very beginning and told myself, please watermark all of your pictures from the very beginning. (laughs) You know, Um, something simple like that. When I first started, I saw that other people were watermarking, but in my mind, I was like, well, they have, you know, thousands of followers and people are probably trying to impersonate them all the time. Like they're well known, you know, like that's not going to happen to me and it's happened to me like a lot of times where people have stolen my photos and the unwatermarked ones from long ago and i've gone back and since reposted a lot of them with watermark but you know the internet is the internet and it's out there so stuff like that on the technical side um, but also stuff on like the messaging side like learning like when to ignore messages when to like just block people um and who to give my time to. That was, that's a huge thing in my mind when I think back to my <laughs> beginning.
0: Yeah. So what advice would you give yourself about like who to block or who like who to give your time to? Yeah. So it's, it's
1: so like when you're first starting, you know, um, it's hard to get traction sometimes unless you have friends or, you know, unless you like really hit the ground running with networking and, and whatnot. Um, but So sometimes in the beginning, you know, you get a message and you're like so excited, you know. Um, And I think it was a lot of that in the beginning. Um, I felt the need to like see every message through. And like now, even to this day, I get tons of messages that just say, hi, hello, nice feet, you know, um, hey, sexy, whatever. You know, just those type of one liners. I mean, that's an immediate like I'm just going to delete the message. I'm not going to block them um I'm gonna just delete the message because I don't need it taking up space and that conversation never goes anywhere I can tell you and I'm sure Mimi would agree I'm sure I would be shocked if there's a foot model who has made a sale off of a a conversation where somebody just messaged you hey you know what I mean (laughs) like that's not going
0: anywhere Um, right right that's that's been my experience as well and in fact I feel kind of uh like I need to interject here and just comment that like I don't even really open or reply to messages on social media um I'm just really bad about that that's a
1: good method I mean that's one method
0: I would say most
1: people there's you don't need to open most messages you know really don't yeah
0: now, where I do always open messages is if somebody emails me, you know, if you take the time to, like, go to my website and email me or or fill out a request for custom form on my website. Or if you message me on OnlyFans or Avian Stars or on uh, my Patreon, I'll definitely reply to you on those platforms because you, those people are my customers, Right, so yeah. um, like I, I, re- I, mean maybe not people who email me. Sometimes people email me just to provide their criticism, yeah, uh, <laughs> or for other other things too. But but generally speaking, like DMs, I just don't even really. Mm, yeah. yeah. Sorry yeah. If, if you if you DM'd me and I haven't seen it or you know, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, and it's. I, I feel like DMs, it, unless the DM, I, could, I can tell
1: you from experience, like, buyers who are interested, usually their message is going to mention that in the very beginning. They're going to, you know, be like, hi, you know, nice feet or whatever. And <laughs> and then they're going to say, do you do customs? Would you do this? Would you do that? Um, and sometimes those conversations are people just fishing. It, it, it can be really hard to tell. Um I usually will respond to those messages. But nowadays, with how Instagram is, I am directing people to my email. Um, You know, just like Mimi was saying, like, she'll respond to emails. So if somebody's serious enough, they'll email me or maybe they'll message me on Twitter or somewhere where it's more safe for me to talk, you know, so if they're gonna go through that steps, I know they're probably not just fishing for, you know, like, uh, would you? You do this? Would you do that? Oh, how
0: about this? You know,
1: like Mm
0: -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. A little sexy chat. Yeah, Yeah. I just, I feel like it's not that difficult to send an email, but like the fact that someone is willing to get off the platform and actually send an email, it, you know, people can make up, you know, like, fake email accounts or whatever, but usually email feels a little more personal and it's a little mm-hmm. more direct. And it's like, okay, we're actually like talking here. You have something you want to say. You're not going to just email me and say, Hey, yeah. Like, like that's the yeah. like entirety of the email. Hey,
1: that'd be great. Our inboxes are going to get spammed with haze now. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> if, if anyone, you know, if anyone wants to email me, I'm at Mimi at gmail.com. And I, almost always reply to foot models the only time that maybe i don't is if i actually if i don't see it if it gets like snagged in like the i don't know like spam folder of of the dms or whatever i've discovered on twitter there's like a folder of dms that i I didn't know were there um (laughs) but i definitely um reply to foot models usually foot models aren't just saying hey right they, they've they yeah. got something to say like if a foot model messages you it's like hey blah 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 can you help me with this or what do you think about this or where can I get this and it, it's it's more of a conversation on that same
1: vein though and I hate to like take this in a dark direction because like take foot foot models. it there yeah <laughs> well I mean I've made I'm some of my best friends that I have now are fellow foot models, you know, like yourself and Liv, like, and Abby, like, you know, you guys are like some of my best friends. And I'm so stoked that I met you through foot modeling. But um, it's at the same time, I have had experiences. And I will say if you're making friends with a foot model, you should vet them as well. Um, because I have had, there are guys that try to impersonate foot models and talk to, uh, foot models, you know, talk to fellow, (laughs) especially newbies. And I actually fell victim to one very early on. Um, she was the first, well, she, I say she, but it was definitely a dude running this account, but you know, I thought that she was the first foot model I was talking to and we were both newbies and like, you know, I thought like, Oh, this is so wholesome. But you know we never sent voice messages to each other we never um like shared you know i don't think it's necessary to share your real social or any real information about you but i feel like sending voice messages or some kind of if you're not the type of person who shows your face on social media like i don't you know um i feel like you got to like a voice message or something cuz there's a lot of guys out there who are pretending to be foot models to talk to women and i don't know where they think that they're going with that, you know, like, do they think that's going to end in a relationship? Like, but, um, just be warned, you know, and really vet even your, if you're becoming really friendly with someone, it shouldn't be a big deal for them to send you a voicemail or a voice message, you know?
0: So that is such a good point because I have, I've definitely had accounts approach me that are, um, you know, presenting as female, yeah, and they're actually men. And it's really obvious. It's really obvious the things it, they yeah. want to talk about. Um, and and I'm not talking about, you know, like non-binary folks or trans folks. I've never had any problems with any of those folks. It's the yeah. it's dudes that are like male identifying yes. um, catfishing as female, <laughs> like just to uh, talk like, to women. Yeah. Yeah. And like, just to kind of like, oh, let's talk about break failure. Yeah. I'm really into it too. Like, this is how <laughs> I like it. How do you like it? And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah. not That's having so- this combo. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. Or I had one that was more, the first one I had was very not obvious because they were just like, Mostly trying to befriend me and having very basic conversations, but I've had others where it's like, "Oh, like you're a new foot model, you want advice. that's cool and then they're like, "Oh, do you you know <laughs> what do you think about when you're you know having your you know your sexy time? It's like, what like they're trying to figure out you know what you're into and stuff. It's like, okay, like that's not really stuff that like females uh or women I shouldn't say females uh that women talk you know. To each other about. Like, <laughs> so I don't know.
0: Well, uh, yeah, it's not a common, like, I don't know you, we're just DMing and now we're going to like open up about. Cause, you know, the thing about foot modeling, and this is maybe where some of our customers like the line is blurry, is that this is, um this isn't our real life, right? Like, we're creating a, a fantasy. It's like sex work is work. It's not like we're just like, sex work influencers where we're posting our lives on the internet. Like, does that make sense? Am I, am I making sense? No, Yeah.
1: that, yeah. We're, and some people are into it. It is part of their lifestyle and other people, you know, it's just a fun outlet or it's just something they're strictly doing for money maybe. And you know, there's no shame in any of that. Like, so. um Right.
0: Right. I guess, I guess even for people who, where it's like, uh, maybe you're making content with your partner or something like that's real and you know but you're doing when, as soon as there's a ca- in my opinion as soon as there's a camera rolling you you've invited an audience and so it's performative yeah right like there's a there's an aspect of it that's performative it's not just between you and your partner at that point it's between you and your partner and the camera that's on and so there's a performative element to it so I don't know. I feel, and and maybe that's, maybe people will have other opinions about it, but I, I guess I just think like, if you, if you want to ask me and discuss my personal fetish, stuff like that conversation is not available. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. Oh my god. I'm going to people with that. That's
1: <laughs> The that conversation is not available.
0: Right. <laughs> and so it's like we can talk about your fantasy or whatever. In fact, I I started a Sext Panther account. Have oh, you heard that? of Sext Panther? No. Okay, so Sext Panther is like um, back in the like nineties, there were these like one nine hundred sex like what do they call it um phone, like phone sex, lines. yes, yeah. like phone sex lines, like chat lines, that. yeah, so it's basically like the old fashioned phone sex lines, but it's um. Instead, like it goes straight to your phone, but the customer never can access your actual phone number and their phone number is also protected. So you don't have access to your customer's phone number. Everything's confidential, but they can either call you or text you and you can have sexy chat with them. Oh, that's And yes, it's really fun. And you can send photos. You can send little video clips. They can send you photos it's like a really kind of fun thing. Like, um, I only do it really with like, in regards to pedal pumping, huh. Like if yeah. people want to talk like sexy pedal pumping talk or just ask me questions about my experience or whatever. Like in that, that case, yes. Like some of that chat is available if you, if you want to know more, but, um, but just like randomly popping into my DMS and checking in on like my sex life isn't, isn't really welcome. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah definitely and it's definitely a dead giveaway like you know if you're talking to a woman or someone you think is a woman and they you know start with that it's like what
0: so yeah just something to
1: be aware of like if guys are asking you personal questions if someone presenting as a woman anybody you know you don't need to answer those questions from anyone and be just be aware that there is a prevalence of men you know pretending to be women
0: you know yeah yeah, so, catfishing yeah, in yeah. full of full effect. You know, back in the nineties, I'm gonna take it way back again <laughs> to the nineties when everyone was on AOL. Uh there was a way in chat rooms, because there was, you know, it would take forever to download a photo and you never knew. Like nobody had digital cameras or anything. So like getting photos on the internet was hard enough. Um yeah. So the way that people in chat rooms used to try to determine if you were male or female, and back then everyone wore pantyhose, right? So you would ask somebody, what what's your pan- what size pantyhose do you wear? Uh-huh. And and men would be like a size five or whatever. Like they'd pick a number.
1: Oh, I get you.
0: And pantyhose aren't sized like that.
1: No, no, they're not
0: like clothing sizes. So, like you could tell right away if a dude didn't know, if a person didn't know how to answer their pantyhose size, then they probably weren't a woman or a pantyhose wearing woman. Most women back in back then would have known their pantyhose size.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's pretty clever.
0: Yeah. So there's little tricks like you think, you know, think about questions that or or ways that your gender converses about certain topics. Yeah. And you'll you'll kind of know like, oh, this doesn't sound consistent with like, the you know, my experience of this gender. Hmm. Yeah. Now I just need to question it a little more. And the other thing, too, I wanted to mention, even though this is so off topic as per usual with me, <laughs> um, When the voice message thing, I've had that too, where people are like, you know, someone that I think is catfishing as a woman won't want, like refuses to send me voice messages. Yes. Uh, I've been trying to unsuccessfully, I've been trying to recruit other models uh, to do pedal pumping videos like if oh, okay. if you are a model if you are a model listening to the podcast and you're in the Bay Area and you would want to film some pedal pumping videos like it's a paid gig hit me up email me yes. um I totally want to like collaborate with people and and I'll pay you you know but um I I've been having a hard time because it's so creepy I tried putting a an ad on Craigslist and they banned me. So I can't put any ads on Craigslist. And I try, so I've tried reaching out to a few people on Instagram in my area. And it's so cringy and creepy to be like, hey, wanna be in my porno? Oh my gosh. You know, like wanna shoot video. I'm looking for models. I'm looking for female talent (laughs) to shoot car video. Like it's so (laughs) awkward and cringy. And like one girl was like, how do I even know that you're not a dude? And I'm like, let yeah. me leave you a voice message. I'm like, hi, it's me. Like, yeah. this, so you can hear my voice. I'm, I know this is so weird and awkward. And, um, of course she was like, no, <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> like, that makes me sad. I want to come collab. Damn. I'm trying to get out there. Ugh.
0: Yeah. I I just, I think it would be so much fun to do some collabs and like create some videos. And I've had some other people that I've talked to, but like logistics haven't worked out or, you know, just different things. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of like the thing that, so I'm, I'm learning like, oh, it's hard to be, um, the person soliciting someone else. Like, yeah make it will you make some videos with me or for me like guys asking for customs and stuff it kind of like puts things in new perspective for me like oh (laughs) it's kind of hard to like i don't know recruit i guess
1: it is that's why you see like some of the real experienced custom buyers they'll come in with like a nice long message and you know it's a compliment and then it's an ask and then it's a but if you don't want to, that's totally okay. I'll respect. Like you know, <laughs> these mm-hmm. are the guys who know what they're doing, and that's I kind of love being approached that way. You know, <laughs> so yeah. But that's kind of how I'm sure. Like if you're trying to get people to work with you, it's like you got to be like, <laughs> I'm sure you're super friendly in your approach. But yeah, it's hard to find folks and obviously prove that you're legit and not a dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I got to, pr- and I'm like, it's a, it, it's like a female owned and operated business like there will be no men at the shoot it's like mm-hmm. all like like director producer everyone involved is female or woman you know is a woman and there's no like um cuz the like this one this one chick was like how do I know you're not some creepy dude? I don't know you. I'm like, <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. Like we're gonna like we're gonna be yeah. in public. Like it's gonna be in a public place. Like it's not like I'm inviting you back to my apartment or something oh. creepy or a hotel room, you know? Like, but even then it's people are like, ew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway.
0: I mean, and I think it's smart. Like I'm yeah. glad that that women are um, you know, not just like oh I'll do anything for money you know people are concerned about their safety although that does kind of speak to how unsafe a society we live in and that's sad too so I don't know yeah I get you anyway back to back to our (laughs) advice so uh, what other advice do you have for yourself what else would you oh my gosh
1: um yeah, that was, I mean, that's some of the main stuff really, okay. I, I think back when it, so much of it has to do with messaging and I feel kind of weird saying that but like, that was such a like, hard thing for me to overcome and it's something now I understand but I spent so much time like wasting talking to people and to be quite frank, some of these people you know, are still in my DMs to the, to this day, and they've never wow. bought anything from me. They've never bought anything, and it's been like a you know almost two years. You know, and like some of them, I this sounds this is so I'm just being real, but some of them I've almost like become friends with or friendly with in some respect. But these these people it's really not worth your time. <laughs> like, you don't want to have to be, like, catering to these people for, you know, years on end. Like, and I know I don't have to, and a lot of them I, I have blocked, but um, it's just something <laughs> something to keep in mind that, like, some of these people, they really want your time, and they aren't even willing to buy a $5 thing from you. Nothing, you know? So, like, it's crazy. <laughs> and I'm embarrassed to say it, but that's, you know, I kind of, that's how... Me in the beginning, making the decisions I made, like just talking to everyone, and and I was having fun, and you know, it it was kind of fun talking to people, but it's you know, it's a bad precedent to set. You really have to come into it like I am a business. I am, you know, a hot commodity. I am busy,
0: (laughs) you know. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. I love that. You know, I think like like in regards to this topic, I have some advice for myself. Yes. And it's kind of about messaging. It's actually a lot about, like, criticism and feedback and comments. Because I don't know why. I have always attracted lots of people, even now, that want to tell me that I'm doing it wrong. And, you know. and and So, in the beginning... And you could hear like in early episodes of the podcast, where I lament about it because it was painful. There were days yeah. that I cried all day because somebody like shit all over something that I was like proud of. you know, I created a video and then I was just ripped apart about it and and that was really, really hard um i I really took it to heart what you know the it, it just felt like here I am like doing something. That I'm excited to do, and I'm just, it's just getting like stepped all over, and I'm told that I'm doing it wrong. So Mm. I think, as hard as that was, I think now looking back, I would say to myself, Mimi, there's gonna, you're gonna get a lot of criticism, and it's gonna Mm. hurt, and there's really no way around that pain. I think, as an artist or a creative person, when you create something and someone shits on it, it feels bad. I mean, you know, like we all want to, we all want to be praised and admired and respected for what we do. And that's not always gonna happen, and that's life. So I would say to myself, you know, that's gonna hurt, and that's mm-hmm. inevitable. but try to like pro- process the feelings, like, you know, I'm not saying don't feel the feelings, feel the feelings, but also, Collect the data because embedded in all of those criticisms is really, really valuable feedback about what your audience wants to see. That's so
1: that's and hard.
0: It, yeah. yeah, it feels yeah. really shitty and there's yeah. no way not to feel shitty about it. Like the shittiness is gonna, you're gonna feel it. Mm-hmm. But don't dismiss the data, like collect the data. That data is so valuable. And if you if you collect it and, and just look at it when you're in a better headspace, like maybe not today when you're crying, but, you know, down the road, look at that data. And if people are saying that they want to see you with, you know, a certain kind of prop or doing it a certain kind of way or from a certain POV or something like just collect the data and look at it with fresh eyes later on down the road when when you're feeling a little stronger about it. Um, And whether you choose to do that or not is okay, but just it's valuable data. Yeah. And I think that um, I kind of threw out the baby with the bathwater in my early days because I was so like insulted or offended or hurt by the comments that I wasn't able to get the value out of it.
1: I, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. And I know, especially in your, um, kind of more niche, um, pocket of the foot fetish community and other people are kind of in niche pockets as well. The more niche you get, like there is more criticism for some reason, but ultimately just being online, you're going to get criticism. You know, if you have a foot account online, if you have an art account online, if you post your photography, you know, like whatever it is, you know, um, people, there's going to be, you, you, when you put yourself out there, yeah, there's always going to be like negativity. So definitely preparing yourself for it helps, um, And I I think that's great advice. Yeah. And also to take it in, like realizing, you know, there's a nugget of information in here and I can, you know, choose to use it or or not. So that's that's great.
0: Yeah. Just collect the nugs. Yeah. Those nuggets. Like collect your nugs, line them up, have a look Mm -hmm. at them, like in an objective way. Because, you know, as a foot model, you're coming, unless it's your, like, It's your fetish. You have that fetish and you are have been participating in that fetish community for a long time, which I think a lot of foot models, that's not the case. Pedal pumping for instance was something that I wasn't even aware of. The pedal pumping community found me and I started exploring it as I was creating content and I'm still exploring it. Like I still don't know everything there is to know and each person with a fetish for pedal pumping has their own unique experience and perspective and like, you know, turn ons around the fetish or around the kink. And so, you know, there's just, it's endless, like what you can learn about people and, and the community and the fetish and what people generally like versus what are some very specific kind of niche within a niche preferences. Yeah. Just, I guess I would tell myself like, criticism aside, you know, try to separate the criticism from your learning experience and collect data, be curious, ask questions, um, learn everything you can learn. If you want to be a model, uh, like a, a pedal pumping or foot model, if you want to be a model in a kink community, you need to build a relationship with your audience and you need to build a relationship with that fetish uh, Mm. and, and and try to learn and understand as much as you can about it because otherwise I can see why I've heard criticism in the community. Like some fetish consumers will say, you know, these models, they don't understand our, our fetish. Like they, we don't want, to lick feet that have soap all over them, like the bubble bath. I've seen people say like, you know, soapy, like a mouthful of like soapy toes isn't appealing. We want like dirty toes or dry toes, not like oily soapy toes or something like, so there's a lot of people that have specific, I don't know. I guess it's like, I, I, I was kind of arrogant in the beginning Yeah.
1: No, me too. I, yeah.
0: (laughs) Like I'm doing what I want and you guys should just like it, even though like I'm the person that's new to the community. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I look back at the way I, I, the things I said or the things I thought and think, Oh, (laughs) I was so naive. Oh,
1: I know. Mm -hmm. I cringe at thinking about my past foot modeling self all the
0: time. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. But so that, that's something I would just tell myself, like the pain yeah. is the, the pain, the the pain of the criticism is just, it is what it is. It sucks. It's, there's nothing that's going to make that feel better. Well, there is something mm-hmm. actually, there is something that's going to make it feel better. And that's my like second advice to myself but bef- before I say that, I'll finish my thought, which is the pa- the pain is the pain, but the data is valuable, so collect mm-hmm. the data don't don't miss out on that valuable data because you're so butthurt hurt about something. so yeah. that's one thing. The second thing is there is something that makes it better, at least it's made it better for me. So I would say to my younger inexperienced self self when when you have a half a dozen people in your corner like eventually you will develop some very loyal fans yeah. that pay you good money for customs they pay you you know they'll they'll subscribe to your only fans or whatever you're doing they'll buy your clips they will like be your die hard fans and yeah. those people like once you have a few of those people in your corner then the criticism becomes so much easier to take because even though I've got people saying you're doing it wrong even on YouTube to this day you're doing it wrong you should be wearing suntan pantyhose with black toenail polish and you know old school vans or something like people have very specific like things that they want But because I know I have this handful of fans that love what I do and appreciate me as a person, as a model, as a content creator, like, it's okay now. I'm like, ah, that's fine. Like, I'm not for everybody, you know, like, I'm not going to do it the way everybody likes it all the time. But I know that, like, my little hardcore fans are stoked and I'm stoked on them. And we've sort of built this little community together and it feels like, um, like there's a place in the, in the foot fetish community that I feel like is home for me where I belong. And I have my little family of hardcore fans and I'll be all right. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. And
1: it takes patience, you know, to wait for some of those folks to come around and for them to find you um but you know it definitely helps to have people in your corner who are encouraging and telling you you're doing good and buying content and um and it, you it's a growing pains kind of finding where you fit into the community like you said if you're not already a part of it you kind of have, have to just like observe try things out and sometimes yeah criticism comes and um but yeah i think we you and me both have kind of found uh probably still finding but I think we're we're pretty mm-hmm. settled in where we're at in the community and it's like we do this we don't do this I'm not interested in that but I'm interested in this you know and people who love us you know they find us and people who don't like they can just keep going you know
0: so yeah yeah so it really helps mitigate the impact of the criticism because I mean I still get lots of criticism. It just doesn't ruin my day anymore. Yeah. Like it used to ruin my fucking day. Like I would be just crushed. And now I'm like, oh, that's an amusing comment. Like that's shitty. I mean sometimes <laughs> it's still I go, oh like that sucks. But yeah. It doesn't really have an impact like it used to because I think about I can just think about some of my fans that I interact with a lot that are like, I don't know, I just I feel like I've got people in my corner. I've got like team Mimi and I, it, it's just a much better place once you're down the road with this a little while. Like the I'm beginning be is really hard. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, the beginning is like being in like middle school or something, you know, you're like awkward oh, right. and kind of growing and trying to fit in and find your place. And um, <laughs> I don't know, that's kind of how I would compare it to like a stage of life and um, maybe now we're in our late 20s, early 30s. <laughs>
0: I don't know if I'm that far down the road to be honest. I feel like maybe I'm like in my early twenties when it comes to my foot model career, because I'm still like, in some ways I'm still really disorganized in some ways I'm still really naive. I'm, I can be kind of flaky at times. Like I, um, yeah, but I am getting better about having systems. Like I've figured out how, I need to organize my content, like, um, like on hard drives and Mm -hmm. on my phone and I've gotten better. Like I've, you know, I have all these GoPros now and I've got camera mounts and things and like the technical side of things is like improving. Um, yeah. Like I definitely feel like there's growth in that, in that regard. I think I'm, my content is getting better.
1: No, definitely, yeah, and, and along that same vein, I would say too, like, um, I developed a system for organizing my content a little ways in, but I would say for my early self, or you know, if somebody's a early foot model starting out, the importance of organization from the very beginning, you know, um, even just having a little folder where you put your your photos that you use on your account or that you plan to use. Um, cause what if something happened to your account and you want to remember, which did I post? I know it sounds silly, but like things like that or having, oh, I like these photos. I'm going to put them in a, in a folder for later, you know, whatever system works best for you, um, or having a folder, these ones need to be watermarked. These ones are ready. Um, it sounds like a lot, but if you start it from the beginning, it's, you know, it's just part of, of you know, what you do. And um, (laughs) I don't know. I know everyone's not as like (laughs) on that same vein of like being super scheduled and like overly organized, but it does help to at least have some kind of basic system, you know, at least a folder where you're putting your photos, (laughs) you know, they're not all scattered like crazy through your album, you know.
0: Like, like me, that's me. Like my first Instagram account actually. Okay. So since we did the last episode back in what April or something of the foot model podcast, Uh I, my Instagram was deleted. So, um, and I don't have access to any of that stuff. It's gone. It's just gone. Like (laughs) I don't have those, those clips. I had to, I ended up deleting stuff from my phone because I was running out of space. So Yeah, I don't have any of that stuff anymore. And the first, I would say, like all of 2020, like I've had people ask me, like, "Oh, this video on OnlyFans, I'd like to buy it." I'm like, "I don't have it anymore, and you, you, you can't download it from OnlyFans because that's not allowed. Like, you know, OnlyFans is not is like a streaming, like watch it on the platform kind of thing. You don't get to download it, so. Um, I'm like, sorry. And there's a sale that I lost because I don't have those videos saved anywhere. So now starting in 2021, I, I got kind of, I got my shit together and I was like, oh, I need to save these videos and I need to save them in a way that I can find them and identify mm-hmm. them. If someone's like, can I buy this video? How will I even find, I mean, I have over 1500 videos on OnlyFans. Yeah. I think. Yeah.
1: Gears is so, even more of a challenge with storage, with all that video storage. So, so much video.
0: Yeah. So much. It's so crazy. And and then I'm also doing photos. So over the summer, uh, 2020, 2021, I decided that I wanted to start a little, just to kind of for myself. I don't really have a whole lot of followers there, but or subscribers, but it's just like a five bucks a month Patreon. And it's just photos, like two photo sets a week of my feet in different footwear activities or just, you know, like kind of in my daily life, more like uh-huh. my real life stuff. And um, and so now I've got photos, you know, I've got I'm doing tons of photos and now I have to figure out how to organize those. I'm, uh, so that's my <laughs> next my next chore. But um, yeah. And then figuring out like what you've uploaded and what needs to be uploaded. Mm-hmm. And I upload to several different platforms. I upload to Avian Stars and OnlyFans, but I also upload to clips for sale. And then I upload and those are all videos. And then I upload photos to Patreon and, and my social media. Oh, not to mention that I also upload video clips to YouTube yeah there's so much work it is so there's so much yeah
1: and you know I was thinking when I was thinking of things like um that I would go back and tell myself I was thinking would I tell myself to have started more socials in the beginning like come out the gate with Twitter with Reddit with Instagram everything and I I would still do it the way I did it actually on a on the similar note because like we talk now like we both have so many social medias going um and it, I think that is something I, I guess I did right in the beginning that's worth noting like I think it's good in the beginning to kind of start on one social and then take them on as you feel comfortable because um, they're all different and it's kind of for me I've never used twitter I've never used reddit Um, I've never like uploaded to YouTube, so that was new, um, you know, so I I guess that's sort of a weird tangent, but it reminded me when you were talking about all your socials, it's like, I think I still did it right. Coming slowly into all of that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, you know what my advice to myself would be like, go in to all the socials and reserve your username. Oh, true. Like like making it like just make an account on every every possible platform just to like reserve your username. So it's the same on across all your socials. And then, like you said, add the one you know, you can like once you get comfortable on one platform, add another, add another and Mm -hmm. then eventually prune it back down so that you just have like maybe two or three or four main platforms for socials you won't really know where you take off until you try them but I feel like after a while there's going to be some platforms that you're like yeah, this isn't for me or I don't really get, I'm not really getting traction here and I've been here a while, mm-hmm. but like for me, YouTube, I do a lot of video content. So YouTube naturally is a great search engine. It's a great place. Although I woke up this morning to an email from YouTube saying that I had a strike against <gasps> my account. Really a strike. Yeah. Guess why? Is it copyright stuff? Nope. What is All it? of my content is original um or i mean like you have music in the background no no i never yeah i never have music on my videos you know uh especially if i'm doing anything in the car it's always about the engine sound and the car sound so i never i never play music um the copy or the strike it wasn't a copyright strike the strike was for nudity and it was a video of my feet Like a close, a close up of my feet. So showing from maybe like mid calf down or like, you know, so it's not even my full leg, just like my feet, um, driving my Jeep. So it's like my feet on the Jeep pedals and I'm wearing flip-flops. So I'm not even technically barefoot. Like there, I'm wearing jeans and flip-flops. Oh, you have pants on? I mean I a skirt skirt something. Well, I I got pants on and it's like it's like so my ankle is showing. You know, I got got, pants.
1: Like that's such a trip. Oh my god. Like
0: I'm not even nude. Like I don't do any I don't drive around nude. You know, like (laughs) yeah, I thought just maybe if
1: if you were wearing shorts and it just saw your legs, but even then it's like if it's seeing that you gotta fight that strike. That's like just ridiculous. Yeah, I got I got a
0: strike for it was it's considered nudity, slash sexual content. Oh my god I'm the sex- and I'm
1: Damn.
0: There's no like audio. I mean, there's like there's this natural sounds of the car of driving, but like I'm not speaking. I'm not saying like J O I stuff or you know what yeah. I mean. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not like all right, fellas. You know, whip out your dicks. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. put it in first gear. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh it's God. it's just totally like a video of. Me my feet driving, like, you know, working the clutch and the gas pedal and the brake, like just driving, normal driving, not even tr- like doing anything fancy. It's just driving. So and I mean, when I say it's just driving, I realize it's sexual, it's it's intended to provoke a sexual response in viewers that have a pedal pumping fetish, but it's not overtly sexual in the sense that mm-hmm. it's not something that, you know, like I literally do it around, like with other people in the car and around, you know, out in public, I drive. <laughs> That's wild.
1: I, is there a way to um, like ask for a review?
0: Yes. Okay. So I'm I'm in that process of saying like I think this was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, but you know what YouTube has my whole channel is restricted to 18 and over. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I already had I already had a warning on my channel. So the reason I got a strike is cuz I already had a warning and the warning was because I included a link to OnlyFans in my my YouTube video description. Oh yeah. And the video that I got dinged on was a video of me of my feet wearing jeans again and flip flops walking down the sidewalk in my neighborhood.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. But it was the was it like a direct link?
0: It was or a was link the- to my OnlyFans, yeah. Oh yeah. I
1: think mine yeah. are like not direct links. I think I, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so but damn how do you make awesome. how
0: do you make a not direct link like you link it to link tree or something like that? Um,
1: I just typed it out. It's like you know what I'm gonna sound really dumb, but it's the type of link where like you can't just click from that description. It like doesn't hyperlink itself or what I don't know if that's the right term, but, um, that is
0: the right term okay, yes, hyperlink, yeah, <laughs> yes, so okay. I don't know how I did
1: that I just like you know like type it out when I'm making the video description and. I type it in and it never comes in. I feel like I'd have to do something special to make it. And I've thought about that in the past. Like that's so annoying that it's not a real link. But maybe it's good that it's not. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had my channel for about a year before I, and I had links all over the place to clips for sale, to this, to that, and they're like, it, it can't. It's going to an adult website, and I'm like, yeah, but my YouTube channel's 18 and over. Like. What's the What's the problem with it going to an adult website if it's an if it's already eighteen and over? But YouTube is just um,
1: yeah, it's unfortunate. YouTube, yeah, owned by Google, and just yeah, not the best. (laughs) But
0: But. it is really good for for traffic because you know Google sends a lot of traffic to YouTube. So so what I've discovered for me is that YouTube and Instagram, maybe. I'm still not sure about the value of Instagram, but I would say YouTube and Twitter are probably my primary social medias, um, and and podcasting is another great way to connect with people. Uh, I have a podcast called the Puddle Pumping Podcast. I love it. I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> You're my, like, 3% female <laughs> listener base. <laughs> You a Gothic Waifu.
1: No, I really enjoyed it, and I've I've missed the pedal. Our, I've missed I've missed our foot model podcast so much. So I enjoy listening to the pedal pumping podcast, and I honestly love like the letters that people write in. It's so interesting. Like you have some really interesting fans, and some of them like write really nice emails
0: as well. It's I I enjoy it. I know, it. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like. For every like as as much as like the haters are gonna hate like I have some really amazing loyal awesome people in my corner like I it yeah. makes such a big difference to to have some good good solid fans
1: yeah. I,
0: I thank them so much like I lavish appreciation on them all the time because they it really I don't know honestly if I'd still be able to do this if I didn't have someone, in my corner
1: yeah no I I feel you yeah It. I definitely have to think about yeah the people who are you know really genuine fans and who appreciate me when I get down about a comment or usually something from YouTube
0: (laughs) oh gosh YouTube is brutal it's so brutal over there
1: oh and my comments on YouTube are so like um, you know how you told me you can put it in those words you don't want used in mm-hmm. your comments. So I get almost virtually no comments and still I'll, I'll manage to be like butthurt about one or two every now and then.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> there, I don't know what it is about YouTube, but the comments on YouTube tend to be like the most hurtful. Yeah. 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 Cause
1: it's just these random people that come out of nowhere. It's like, you don't even know my other socials. Like they're just seeing you. You know, on this, you're on some YouTube sidebar, you know, it's very like, it's a brutal landscape, like, (laughs) you know,
0: it is, but you know what, since, um, I've had kind of this change of, of attitude uh, in relation to the audience, um, because again, because of, and thanks to my loyal fans, Mm -hmm. um. I've like removed all the restrictions on my comments. I mean, I still have it so that you can't post spam links and, um, you know, there's like that, you know, just for like, I don't want my channel to be spammy, but I'm like, you know, free speech, say whatever awful thing you want to say, because the more comments and the more dislikes, the more like the algorithm picks up that content.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Like, yeah, that's true. Like yeah. the YouTube algorithm, when it suggests a video to you, it's going to suggest a video where there's like a lot of activity. And so they're going to it's going to pick videos with lots of views, lots of comments, lots of likes and dislikes. And so and those videos continue to circulate and they get more comments and more likes and dislikes and more views. And it just continues to perpetuate itself. So I'm like, bring it on. You want to leave like. <laughs> shitty messages for me go right ahead it only helps me out <laughs> I love that yeah I'm gosh I'm still working
1: on that a little bit it's but I I'm glad that you like really broken through that's awesome
0: yeah I kind <laughs> of I'm kind of I mean I do feel defeated in a lot of ways I yeah. do feel like um you know I haven't really been able to grow my business in the way that I would like uh I do feel in some ways kind of stuck and stagnant. And I think that's another reason why I'd like to reach out and collaborate with other models just to kind of get some new, some of that new girl magic back in the mix, yeah, you know? yes. uh, like work with some people that are new, maybe new to, maybe not new foot models, but new to pedal pumping. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or have, you know, have it, I don't know, just, just new people, new energy. I feel like collaborations would be like new energy. Uh, because I do still have ambitions to grow and I haven't met all my goals. So there is some, you know, I do feel kind of like I'm not there yet. That's why I'm like, I'm definitely not in my 30s as far as like my foot yeah. model age. I'm like, I'm barely, I'm like almost 21. I like want to celebrate my 21st birthday next year. <laughs>
1: No, yeah, I get what you're saying, too. I, I also would love to, like, collab with people or just do more with it. Um, I've been in such a rut lately, needing a new, you know, phone to take pictures with. So hopefully when that comes around. But, yeah, I'm ready to level up as well. So it's kind of a weird stage because, like, in the beginning, you know, there's growth and there's so much happening. And now we're, like, all settled in and, you know, just steady keeping yeah up the yeah <laughs> keeping up the business and it's slow growth there's sometimes there's a boon here and there you know like but yeah
0: <laughs> it's interesting do you place. find now that yeah now that you've been at this for a while do you find that like there's seasonal like ups and downs like like certain like times a year you get more traffic or more sales or more like new people coming in or is it kind of steady what's your experience
1: I do feel like there's seasonal stuff. Um, And I, um, I think I've talked about this in the past on on the podcast, like I track sales and whatnot. And I find that people do spend more and people are more interested in purchasing things when the winter months come around. And in the summertime, um, I don't know, people aren't buying as much. I feel like I'm not getting as much traction. But there's, so there is a seasonal aspect, but I feel like for me, and I, I don't know if other people, I'm sure other people have this, but I'll get I'll get one person who's, like, interested, and they'll buy something, and then they'll keep buying several things, and then they'll kind of go quiet for a while, and then maybe they'll come back, but sometimes I might never hear from them again, you know, like, so I feel like I have these people that kind of come in and out of my life at times to, like, buy content, and they'll buy a bunch, and then they'll go quiet and maybe, yeah, like I said. So that's kind of a, a interesting – and I don't know where these people come from, but it's always – you never know, like, when you're going to meet somebody that's going to just buy a bunch of content.
0: So. That's true. That's true. People do kind of pop in and out and maybe pop in and then out and never yeah. pop back in. I'm wondering – I have a hypothesis that in the winter months for many regions of the northern hemisphere – feet are covered up and so people turn to online foot stuff because it's like sandal season is like over and you can't just like go out and like see feet
1: I know I'm wondering if it's that or if people are more like I mean where I live it's kind of flipped. like where the winter time is everybody's having fun but and in the summer we're all shut in but like most, a lot of people, I would say most people in the wintertime, they're all shut in and kind of bored. And in the summertime, everyone's going out, they're doing fun things. Maybe they're spending their money um,
0: elsewhere, you know? <laughs> so, mm, right. But, I don't know. Vacation I, or.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting thing. And then, of course, there would be like random, like economic kind of factors. Like I know when the stimulus, like checks were coming, people were having you know, increase of sales, because a lot of people got the stimulus check, and they were like, woohoo, money, I can just spend on all kinds of fun stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, (laughs) treat myself.
1: Yeah, so it's weird. It's so definitely, yeah, I would have told myself, I guess, in the beginning, you know, since we're on the topic, that, yeah, the money is going to be all over the place, (laughs) so...
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would have, uh, maybe told myself that like, uh, I-, I would have maybe just warned about the whole thing with customs. Like when you're new, a new foot model, you're going to get hit up for tons of customs by people who just kind of go from like one new model to the next trying to get their cus. I don't know how to explain this. Like, it seems like there's a group of Buyers that they kind of want the same video over and over again, but with different models. So, like, I've had model friends who've had, like, have consulted with me about a video or a photo shoot. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so and so. Or, oh, yeah, I know that guy. That's so and so. He orders that same video from like every model. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so, like, in the beginning, when it's like becomes known that you're doing customs, it might feel like, I mean, I remember filming uh, like three customs a day, you know, there was a time where I was like filming customs like crazy. And then it was like, it's like feast or famine. At least it was like, I still do customs, but like, sometimes I do one or two or three a month like that. Yeah. You know, like, I I don't probably do more than three customs a month now. And I probably... I never do 3 a day. Like that's just nice oh to me yeah. now when I think back and I'm like I was filming like customs all the time. I would probably tell myself like look the the money's great for customs but it's not going to last. You're going to have to like continually um chase the money. Like you're going to have to continually like do new things and get on different platforms. I probably would have got on, on clips for sale way sooner yeah as far as like oh. making money
1: yeah I think that's another that's a good point like you can kind of in the beginning you have you don't realize like there's choices of how you can make your money you could just put out made. you don't have to do a single custom ever you know Yeah. or you could just do customs and you don't have to ever do made. like whatever you want like whatever's easier for you to me customs can be really stressful and Um, so yeah, I'm choosy about them and I do like charge more for them, um, because I put a lot of effort in and I like want them to be perfect and I agonize over them. So yeah, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Like you really are in control of what you're selling.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think I would tell, like tell myself about that. I think I would, um, I would probably incorporate some of your advice. I would listen to your advice about, you know, don't talk to everybody. Don't, um, don't try to, you didn't say this exactly, but I would say something like, don't try to please everybody. Oh Just do what you want to do. You know, people are going to always be pushing you to like, do what they want. Just do what you want. Mm -hmm. The loyal fans will come and they will appreciate your style and your approach and your technique and how you do things um I think that for me that's been key is just finding my community finding my my tribe or my it sounds so cliche but like finding my little like family yeah no
1: that's yeah that's really true I I definitely agree I think we both have a lot of similar (laughs) kind of like advice
0: that we would give Mm mm-hmm yeah, and and maybe I would also just tell myself, like, you don't know it all, so don't go around acting and talking like a know-it-all. You know, be humble. Yeah. I think I would tell myself to be more humble. <laughs> Me too.
1: Yeah, like, that's always good <laughs> advice. I was also thinking, too, when you were talking about folks who go around and ask every new model, um, uh-huh. you know, to... It's hard in the beginning setting prices, but really like value yourself and don't let people um, like wiggle you down on a price to where you're doing something for, you know, you're basically giving it away. (laughs) Like, and so many of these guys are, they'll try it. Like, I was just thinking I got a message the other day. Somebody's asking to buy socks, which I do sell socks. And, you know, they didn't like the price that I quoted them for used socks. And he said, I've never paid over
0: $20. A pair of socks can cost more than $20. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm like, first of all, like, I'm not, I'm not some, you know, bougie bitch or whatever, but like, I am not wearing like, you know, 99 cent socks on my feet. Like, I'm wearing, I wear, I buy decent socks because I want them to last. And I, you know, I'm athletic. Either they're wool hiking socks or they're mesh like athletic socks, you know, so I can have some cheapy, like fuzzy socks for the house, but people, you know, it's like all these socks are, are, you know, I don't know, oh gosh, like starting value of five to, you know, five to $10 for the socks. I can tell you as somebody who sent a lot of socks in the mail, it costs about seven to $8 just to mail something, you know, mailing something has a cost <laughs> if you, you know, send. Yeah. and Also, you know, for me, I will drive my ass out to a zip code so far away from my house, you know, <laughs> so freaking, you know, gas money, my time, like
0: 20 yeah. bucks,
1: I would be literally giving them away to you as a favor. Like, that's, that is, and so, in the beginning, I may have been swayed by somebody, i feel been like, oh my gosh, like 20 bucks must be the going rate, no, <laughs> think about it, actually, like, think about how much With socks, it's a little bit easier because you have, like, quantifiable costs of, like, it costs this, it costs that. But, like, think about it for customs, too. Think about your time, you know? And that can be hard in the beginning because you don't know how much time you're actually going to be spending. But I don't know. It's definitely, like, put some value in yourself from the very beginning. And don't let these guys try to sway you because there are people out here, you know, claiming to be buying you socks for 20 bucks. That's absolutely insane to me. So that's yeah sorry yeah
0: that's totally insane no no that's totally insane yeah oh my gosh that is wild
1: (laughs) so yeah just from the beginning valuing yourself but also like yeah at the same time realizing you don't know everything it's like such a delicate balance (laughs) you know (laughs) like you have to come into it with confidence and being like you know I am worth you know you know, this amount I'm, I'm, I'm worth this. I'm worth, you know, my time is valuable, but you also have to be humble and be willing to learn. It's like a really (laughs) such a trip now that I think about it, but
0: (laughs) it is. And, and, and you're not gonna, I think as a newbie, like you're not going to strike that balance and get it right. You're just not like, you have to learn. You're going to make mistakes. I guess that's the other thing I would say to myself is like, don't beat yourself up for like all the mistakes. And when you do sell a pair of socks for 20 bucks or whatever, I've done some really dumb shit and like sold. Yeah. I, I've been taken advantage of and it, you know, you just, just don't get stuck on it. Just learn and move on because you're going to make mistakes. Um, It's just the way it is. But yeah, I think it really kills some of the more seasoned foot models to see like these new, new models that are like, Oh, don't, don't sell your, you know, don't sell a photo set for a dollar. Come on. Like yeah. you're worth more than that. Or, you know, we like it, it, it kind of um, maybe perpetuates this expectation that like people are going to be able to get stuff for nothing. Yeah. It's,
1: and it's hard because I know a lot of folks do come into it with some level of desperation sometimes people are just trying to yeah. do it as a hobby you know thankfully you and me both came into it kind of as like a hobby you know well you know you came into it accidentally and for me it was like a hobby slash like way to make a little extra money um you know but some folks come into it and it's like I lost my job you know I've had messages yeah. from models that would just it just it makes me really sad to think about because some of these people like you know they they think they're going to come on here and make a bunch of money and it's
0: like that's unfortunately it's not the way it is right right and it's it's not easy money like mm-hmm. i've I've heard people say things that kind to that effect like oh some of these um like some of these models just want to make some easy money, and it's like sex work is not easy money it no. is some of the hardest money I've ever made is like <laughs> you know sometimes I even wonder like why do I want to do this? It is not easy money but it's so fun I love the yeah. creativity I love like I just love it. it there's some shitty things about it but it's uh, the things that I enjoy are are big the, they're like big incentives like being able to create uh, like a story through photos or through a video and like tell a story and Um, I don't know it's really fun
1: it is yeah it's definitely like the good with the bad I was listening to uh, someone talk the other day who's she was a former stripper and she was saying how like the time for her it was like a time of like sexual awakening but it also was like a time of like a lot of trauma a lot of bad stuff and like it forever changed how she looked at men And I totally relate to to that, even though, like, you know, I've never done that level of sex work, like a stripper, like being in person and whatnot. I'm sure it's a lot harder, but it's like it will you know, if you do this for long enough, it will change how you you know, how you view men, because you are seeing a different side of men that most women don't get to see. And it's kind of dark sometimes, but also it can be kind of rewarding and interesting. And I also have found that it's been in a way, like a sexual awakening for me, just seeing all these different fetishes and realizing like, I can do whatever I want, you know, like there's no restrictions on, I don't know. So that's been really cool for me, like in a different way. I just related to so much what she said. It's like being in this industry, it is fun. And there's like really cool, amazing parts to it, but it's also like super dark at times. And you see like a really strange side of men. (laughs)
0: So Yeah. Yeah. That, that kind of is a good point. I feel like I would probably caution myself and say like, Hey, really think about, can you handle the misogyny? Because there's a certain level of that in sex work, you know, I mean, we all have internalized misogyny, at least in U S culture. Uh, and so it, it really like, people let their misogyny kind of hang out like they let it all hang out when it when they're interacting with sex workers you yeah. know there's like it's like the one it's like the final frontier of like misogyny where misogyny can like flourish and live freely without like you know people kind of and i think people actually are starting to point a finger and be like hey that's not okay like you you know but we all know that like misog like sex work Um, like crimes, like again, like violent crimes against sex workers is like higher than the rest of the population, the non-sex work population and sex workers are often targets. Whoops. Sorry, just ripped my (laughs) earbuds out of my my ear Uh, that, you know, sex workers are often targeted um, for all kinds of heinous shit. And so I think I would have just really set like sat myself down and said cuz i was i was so ignorant of the misogyny <laughs> like hey like there's going to be like you're going to get to to interact with people on a really intimate level that's really beautiful and you know, really, actually, it's, it feels like an honor and a privilege that people confide certain oh, things yeah. to me and share a part of their lives that they don't share with many other people or, or you know, that that's a real, like gift, really, mm-hmm. like, it's really beautiful. But then there's also this really dark side, you know, where some people are, um, you know, really letting their misogyny show and like, can you deal with that? Or like, how are you going to deal with that? How are you going to reconcile that? And like you said, it, it could potentially affect your relationship with men just broadly. I, yeah, I do. I feel like
1: it has for me and I hate to say that, but it's, it is, it's both sides. You know, you see, like you're saying, you see the, the misogyny, but you also see like immense, like vulnerability sometimes from men that we typically don't see, yeah. Um, cause these guys are telling us stuff that they're not telling their partners, that they're not ever telling women they've been with before. Um, but also, yeah, you do see like the really ugly side of people too, that they don't show their partners. They don't show their, you know, whatever in real life. So it's, um, it is a privilege to, to, yeah, to have that like intimate relate, like to, for someone to confide stuff in you, but it's also, yeah, it's really scary and it does kind of, yeah, change. I've realized I've started started putting men into boxes which I hate to say you know like rather than being individual I've definitely started like I find myself being like oh he's that type of guy but it's like I need to really chill with that because you know people are not so one-sided so I found myself doing that a lot lately just being honest but
0: (laughs) I don't know yeah yeah it does it does because I think that we have these heuristics. It's like we categorize people and things and concepts as like a shortcut because especially when when you're living or living in the information age, there's just so much coming at us. And as a online sex worker, you've got so many different kinds of guys coming at you that you need to be able to quickly categorize people in order to like deal with them and move on with your day. Like, Oh, this is one of this, this guy's a, this, whatever kind of dude. And this guy's a, this kind of dude. Um, so like on a, on a very practical level, it makes sense to do that. But I think the danger of that is we lose sight of our own humanity that like, we're all really complex human beings with like, and we bring like we may be showing one like slice of who we are, but we're really bringing like a whole history, a whole complex, you know, psychology story to to our interactions. Like we don't know the full story behind that that DM that says, "Hey," yeah. <laughs> right? Like, and we we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we probably will never know because I mean, I'll Hopefully. never know because I'll <laughs> no. I'll never I'll never respond. But yeah. like. But but just honoring kind of even just if it's within your own mind as you're like putting guys in different buckets kind of also keeping in mind like in reality we're all complex and we're all yeah. like so much more than this but I need to like kind of label people just to get through this like. <laughs> yeah, it's it's
1: weird. It's And it feels bad, because I don't like stereotyping, and I really do feel like people are super complex. Like, even myself, I'm like a, a demon, you know, sometimes, and other times I feel like I'm just, like, the sweetest person ever, so you know, we all have those the
0: Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, you know, I've talked about that I teach English, and I mean, I, I do this kind of labeling with students, like, in terms of how, like, students have different kinds of personalities, different expectations, different yeah. learning styles, so I'll kind of mentally categorize people, like, oh, this is a student who is, like, high maintenance really Mm -hmm. demanding super entitled type of personality or oh this is a person who is like very analytical so I need to approach them with this very like grammatical systematic analytical approach to learning versus this person who is really just like yearning to connect and and speak a foreign language and chat you know and just wants like to relate their own like like what's going on in their life they just want someone to listen you know so like in the same way that I think we do that with, with guys um, as customers, we, uh, people do it in all kinds of industries and businesses. We do it in our personal lives, too. We look at people and kind of oh, lump yeah. them as, you know, you, nowhere is this more prevalent than um, around things like, you know, are you a pro or anti- Vaccine or mask person with COVID? Or are you on this side or that side of gun control? Or are you on, or, you know, first or what is it, Second Amendment rights? Or are you like, there's so yeah. many, so many things where we just put people in buckets and label them as like, you're this type of person or you're that type of person, whatever. Like, it, it, I have to constantly remind myself that we're like way more than like that one position or that one belief or that one thing that, you know, that one hey in the DM. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I I know. It's tough. I It's something I've just been noticing lately, especially like with how I relate to men. So I'm like, I really need to work on that. But,
0: well, it can be helpful, though. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is like in defense of that strategy, it's a helpful strategy. It, yeah, it
1: can be a if way it, to. Yeah.
0: Like, if you just also, at the same time, keep in mind that that's not the ultimate truth about who that person is. But it can be a helpful heuristic in, in terms of, like, how you're going to respond to them if you're going to respond, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm probably just being redundant at this point. I I, no. I get to talking. I like to hear myself <laughs> talk. I just... I I'm alone all day long, so like when I have a chance to talk, I do.
1: No, I'm so stoked the podcast. Back. <laughs> the
0: podcast is back. back. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, I know it's so much fun. I love catching up with you, Webbies. We will do it again next month. Yes. And so we'll just aim for a monthly podcast and. If anyone wants to contact you, where can they do that? Where can people find you? Well, gosh,
1: I'm on Instagram at um, cute.webbies or my backup is at cutewebbies, one word. And um, I'm on Twitter, Reddit, Tumblr as cutewebbies, one word. Um, My OnlyFans slash cutewebbies, one word. Um, Or you can email me if you would like. My email Address, um, oh my gosh, it's rhynchusomincus at com. <laughs> yep, that's my email address. <laughs> so, if you'd like to email me, um, email is the best place, uh, to inquire about customs or sock orders because, yeah, if you message me on Instagram, I can't always talk about everything <laughs> or anything. So, um, yeah, that's how to reach me. And I'm on YouTube, awesome,
0: yeah. and um, you're on YouTube. I know I love yeah. your YouTube videos, yeah. 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 So I've awesome been having fun with YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just don't read the comments. Right. Yep. yep. <laughs>
1: yeah. I have fun putting the videos out and then I just uh, close the
0: computer. Yeah. Walk away. Just yeah. walk away. <laughs> yep. I actually uh, just kind of secretly started a second YouTube account because I've been, you know, with the warning and the strike and stuff. I'm like, hmm, I need to have a backup. Like that whole that whole like OnlyFans debacle, you know, where everyone was like, like OnlyFans is going to hell or whatever. Um, I was really glad that I had Avian Stars because even though I only have a couple subscribers over there, I feel like it's kind of my backup page.
1: No, definitely. And it's
0: like if if OnlyFans does you know take a shit, then I have avian stars is like all my contents there too so it's been like kind of annoying to have to duplicate everything but at the same time it's like it gives me a little like comfort knowing that no. I've, got a, I've got a backup
1: i know i wish i'd done that you're really smart for that i personally i feel like only fans is still hanging in the balance I don't, I feel like there's it is. not like a solid decision yeah.
0: And whether, and you don't have yeah. to answer this, but I'm curious if you will feel like it, I guess you, you have a free account, so maybe it's a little different, but I feel like my OnlyFans subscriber count has like kind of dropped since that whole like scandal thing happened.
1: You know, I did have a moment where I got a ton of unsubscribers or like, yeah, just but I don't know if that was because like I haven't checked in a while or what but I think there was a time when a bunch of dudes or or got people with accounts on OnlyFans you know they're they were just like well I'm leaving (laughs) so I think a lot of people did like just leave the site
0: yeah yeah and like protest maybe or something we'll see what happens we'll see what happens I'm gonna Forge Ahead, and we will come up with something else to talk about next time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You should say where they can find you as well. I don't think you've said.
0: Oh, (laughs) yeah. So I guess the best thing to do is just go to my website, which is MamieFootnip.com, and there's links to everything and, like, socials and all kind, like you know everything that you want is on my website except my email i don't think i have my email address on my website which is me me footnip at gmail.com uh and that's that that's a wrap that's a podcast Woo. Hey. <laughs> it's good to be back <laughs> yeah it's good to be back all right webbies i'll see you next time all right see you later